hopefully NFL Sunday will save my weekend. Well, for now, we're at Spurs in episode 15. Uh, Derek's back, and that's the only bright part of my morning, so you know I had a bad morning. Uh, <laughs> Derek, how's it going? Oh, it's been better. I just watched whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, Jose, how are you? Not good. Not good. Not good. Not a good start to the weekend. My Yankees got destroyed yesterday by your mutts. Um, and yeah, I woke up this morning to see what I just saw. Not good. Yeah, that was uh, quite a brutal display. Of course, we're talking about Spurs, nil, Crystal Palace, three, leading the league right now with a goal differential of zero for the time being. Only Spurs, <laughs> only Spurs could master that one. Um, All the good work. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really, um, I was trying to think of a word. Uh, you know, I had to, I almost physically have to wash the stink of that one off after after the game, took a shower, and I'm like, how do I describe this? And the only thing that came to mind was, like, dick punch. Like, that's really all that came to mind was dick punch. I just don't even – I don't know. How, yeah, how would you, so Jose? Would what do you – No, I'm going to jump in on this one. You know the scene <laughs> in Billy Madison when the fat when his fat friend is spraying the little kid in the face with the hose? repeatedly for yeah. like 90 seconds it feels like yeah that's how i felt watching this game yeah yeah it, it, it was tough it was tough to watch it was reminiscent of the spurs of last year no creativity no offense whatsoever and that's really what bothered me so much about this game that first half we didn't have a shot on goal that is unacceptable yeah, that first half, we we barely had a touch in their box. Uh, there was a, a little bit there at the beginning of the game where it looked like we were, we were, Spurs were, I, I guess, playing back and forth a little bit. It was, a, it was closer, maybe the first 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes or so. But then from there, it was downhill. Um, that is assuming that that's how it went in the first five because I missed kickoff again. But lineup, uh, Hugo, Emerson, Tanganga, Dyer, Regulon. Hoiberg, Winks, Skip, Deli, Lucas, Kane. We did have a sighting on the bench. Tange, Nondembele was there, but did not get out there. We also had uh, Galini, Doherty, Roden, of name. Then we had a couple younger guys, Scarlet included. Oh, of course, and Davies, who made a wonderful difference later on in the game. But we'll get to that. So uh, lineup-wise, uh, any surprises for you guys? I mean, I, 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 we said in the this earlier this week that at least Jose and I, when Ben was on with us, that we were hoping for some Tange, uh, no dumb baller, no, no, no damn baller in this game, I guess. Uh, but then Skip was healthy. I didn't think Skip was going to play. So that's what I was kind of hoping for there. So I wasn't overly upset at the opening lineup. Uh, Jose, just because me and you were kind of team Tange for this one. What did you think on the lineup? Overall, the back line was what I expected, what I said it, it should have been. And the last recording of the pod. I was a little bit disappointed at midfield because I did want to see someone who progresses the ball forward. And I thought Tangi was that guy. I wanted to, you know, we were going to set up two defensively with the pairing, the the trio that we had today. So that's what I was a little bit um, disappointed about not seeing Tangi. 
even though I've clamored so much about, you know, this guy being a piece of work. But yeah, I, I wanted to see him because it's something we desperately need. So that's what I was disappointed about overall with the lineup. I mean, we were missing Celso Romero, Sanchez's son. I didn't really expect, you know, he wasn't working with anything close to a full deck today, but man, that was rough. I saw Wink starting in that midfield and I didn't really expect much. Although to be fair, he wasn't remotely the problem today. No, he was actually very, very good. I thought he was solid. He actually played the ball forward a lot. He had vision. He was passing the ball forward too. Something we rarely see from him. I had no qualms with him whatsoever. And I was excited to see Royale get a start. That didn't really come to fruition much but yeah he was it was up and down he was uh, a highlight of the lineup for me of course getting a, such a start so quickly you one has to wonder would he have gotten that start if it wasn't for a couple of uh, off-field situations uh, notably uh sanchez not out there he's somewhere in croatia right now hopefully at least hopefully he's somewhere in croatia right now one could envision, you know, it being Dyer and Sanchez once again with Tanganga over there and giving uh, Royale a little bit of time to 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 get to muster into the lineup, whatnot. Uh, you didn't have to throw him in the fire, but kind of, you know, Sanchez and kind of him and Dyer have been good. But uh, speaking of that, uh, pretty much the first thing that I got out of this game was Dyer going down, which, you know, to his credit, a lot of us were. Not very happy when that happened. Uh, and to his credit, I mean, who would have thought that like six months ago that we'd be so upset when Dyer went down? Yeah, I put that in the in the group chat, too. I'm like, wow, you know, Dyer goes down and I'm like, I'm so upset right now that he's not going to be able to play and continue because he's been he's been a rock for us along with Sanchez. And they were great. I mean, to be honest. They were both missed, but the guys who substituted them today, I thought played pretty well. When Roden came on, Roden was not bad at all. I thought he was actually excellent. And Tanganga switching over from right back to center back. You know, we're going to highlight what he did later. But for that first half, he was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate for Dyer. Again, uh, bummer to see him go down because it seems like his role in this this not Jose Mourinho uh, setup is going very well for him. Between him and the way it took him, I don't want to say the whole first half to get to the locker room, but almost the whole first half to get to the locker room. Um, it's playing, uh, you know, not not to just not to just joke about it, but it take him a while to get to the locker room, which I don't think is a great sign with a lower body injury of sorts. Um, and then he just looked very dejected in the second half. And we saw him on camera as well. So bummer. That was in the ninth minutes. Roden, I thought was pretty solid in in his i mean he was put into a pinch you never really expect his especially a central defender to be tossed out there right away uh derek what do you what did you think about Roden being put in that position and how he uh how he how he i guess sees this moment because he's finally healthy for us well i should have known it was a bad omen when my completely legal stream dropped and it came back and uh, Dyer was hobbling off the field. Should have known that was how the today was going to go. But yeah, like Jose said earlier, Roden was really good. Uh, it didn't seem like he had much time to even warm up. Well, it did take Dyer 45 minutes to get from the ground into the locker room. But no, I thought, I know it's hindsight, but I thought Roden probably should have started based on the way he played. 
I don't know if Tanganga would have done much better against Zaha if he was playing right back instead of center back. And I think it's a promising showing for Rodon. Rodin? Rodin? Go with your heart. We never can get names right here. Yeah, I think it was a promising start for his season because he did look really good. Jose, you, your thoughts on Roden? I know you already said he did well, but do you want to expand? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was excellent, man. But like what Derek just said, this guy just came off the bench, not not warming up too much, and he he played excellent. I thought he was really really good, playing on the ball, clearing the ball. He was, and like you said, Derek, maybe that's interesting what you said. Maybe if we had started him, hindsight twenty twenty, of course. Maybe if we had started him and put Tanganga and not expose Royale, his first Premier League game, to, you know, what's an excellent player in Zaha. Uh, maybe that's a good, that was a good idea, but it didn't happen like that. And unfortunately, our our right back wasn't that great today. But overall, I thought Roden did excellent, excellent, excellent today. Yeah, I think Roden, especially getting put into that tough position, again, coming off the bench, and this isn't a midfielder. This isn't an attacker. I don't think anyone really expects to come off the bench eight, nine minutes into the game, of course. But central defender, you kind of that's very, very rare uh, for that to happen. And I thought Roden handled that position well. Uh, I, I, I maybe that third goal, you could look at him a little bit. He kept what was his name? Was it Eduardo, that new guy that came on? He kind of kept him on side, but it, he, I think he also that could have been a, a sign of a little bit of inexperience with him and Royale next to each other. Cause I think he kind of looked back and thought that Emerson was going to come and get the wide open man behind him. And uh, Roden was going to go over and, and help out where the ball was. And he just, you know, left Hugo to hang out to dry. But at that point, the game was over anyways. Um, what, what's the difference that didn't really make much of a difference, except in the goal differential, which again, we're, we're uh, at zero. And technically as of right now, as at this recording, still, still leading the league, but, that's not going to, by the time we record again, that's probably not going to be the case. Not for, um, long. not for long, not for long to say the least, but yeah, from there it's, um, it was really just, it, we, we had some chances early. It, it, not, not, not goal scoring chances. We, we had chances to take the game by, by, by the neck and we just never did. Um, it just, it was really disheartening and it just throughout the first half, the, Really throughout the game, I mean, everything gets thrown out the window in the 58th minute um, when Tanganga gets sent off. But I mean that that midfield. Um, I mean there was there's just no, nothing being pushed forward. I mean you didn't see. I mean Harry Kane was out there. He was playing in the game. He was like Dyer basically in the first half, and Dyer played for eight minutes, seven minutes. I, I just this this midfield for me was a different difference. Uh, I mean, I don't even have anything written down. That was the ninth minute, and then there was nothing happening. I mean, I guess that's a little bit of a good sign, not not to keep going, but I, in, a, in a positive sense until that first half. I mean, Jose, I think you were the one that said it in the group chat as well. I mean, they. I mean, I think the biggest worry that I had from from the Eagles in the first half was if Skip actually tipped that one Zaha shot out of bounds that led to a corner, which again, nothing happened from, but I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he touched it. <laughs> uh, they got awarded a corner anyways, but yeah, I think that defensively in our own end, I think we held up well. But yeah, before we get into that midfield situation, going back to the defense and like what I said in the group text, I wasn't really worried except for maybe around the 42nd minute where Emerson absolutely was destroyed by Zaha. 
Yeah, and Zaha yes. crossed a, a little, passed a little ball inside inside the box, and then Hugo made a great save. They should have scored there. But other than that, I wasn't worried at all. I thought we played excellent, and we have to shout out again, Nick Stradamus on his call for Reggie. Reggie is absolutely golden right now, yep. defensively. Defensively, this is something that I didn't think I, didn't think I was going to be saying, but defensively, this guy was great. Later on, he saved us uh, again where Hugo was a little bit out of position and on a ball and he came in and headed the ball away. That was clearly going in. Reggie was excellent again today. Yeah, no, he, he the, the back line did well. And it's like, for me, I'm looking at Winks and Skip and we were, we were messaging at halftime where I would, t- I would have taken Skip off at that point just because, I mean, at least Winks was looking to make things happen. In the 25th minute, Reggie was bursting down the left wing and it was just a brutal pass, but Winks attempted the pass. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great pass, but he attempted the pass. Yeah, Skip, that... there were a couple of times when Royal was running up and it's like, I felt like I was playing FIFA and like, like I pressed the wrong button and Skip passed it back to Roden or something, you know, I'm like, what are you doing? Like make the, make a look, make, try to make something happen. And I'm not trying to get on a 20-year-old kid after his fourth Premier League game this season, but those are the growing pains. Thankfully, we're not going to see growing pains, I don't think, often in terms of him and that holding that defensive role because he played it very well. I mean, again, that corner, that probably shouldn't have been a corner. I mean, Skip was cracking Zaha very well uh, coming coming up from the wing. And Derek, what do you what did you think between, I mean, Skip, I, I, Hoiberg was in there too. He's not exactly the most creative midfielder as well, but that three there, just not, Skip for me just was not looking forward at all, and that was a problem. On top of all of that, I think playing Delhi on the left wing was a huge mistake because he's been so good in the mid three. They could have brought on Brian Heal or even started him. But I know in, in the post game presser, it sounded a lot like Mourinho, where he said we had enough creativity out there to, to make things happen, and I don't see where he saw that. I don't know what game he was watching. Yeah, there's two center midfielders. Again, Skip is still really young, but he's not exactly the most progressive passer. And Winks is late stage Scott Parker. These are not people who are going to lead your attack through the midfield. They're going to recycle the ball. And unless we are playing the ball upfield to someone in the attack, we're not going to progress the ball upfield that way unless we had a Lo Celso, who obviously is in Croatia as well. And then Dombele, who sat on the bench for 90 minutes again. Yeah, that game was screaming for Ndombele. Because although Winks didn't have a bad game, and I don't think overall Skippy had a bad game, there were moments when he played, tried to play, play the ball forward. I recall he tried to play a ball forward and it got, he, he, he gave it away. And he got right back up, what Skippy always does, and won the ball back, which is great. But that's not what we need. We needed a player that was going to, a midfielder that was going to move the ball forward and be more creative. And this game was screaming for Ndombele being that we don't have no Chelsea available right now. And I think Skippy or not Hoiberg, Skippy or who was the other midfielder? Jesus, I'm Winks. Blanking. Winks. One of those, even though they weren't terrible, one of them had to sit down and make room for Ndombele. Yeah, that midfield is, was again lacking creativity. I, I honestly, the, I think the most creative play that we had in the first half maybe came from skip where it was kind of just a foolish play in the 29th minute. Hoiberg got a nice tackle. They were kind of going on the fast break. Hoiberg sticks a leg in. I think he gets a foul. Then it eventually goes skip up and he tries to put a ball over the, 
he was just barely outside the box himself. And he tries to put a ball over the top to Kane. And even in that case, I'm almost like, maybe you shoot it from there. Like you're right outside the box. Just you'll get a deflection. You'll get a corner. That's not really Kane. You're not going to often get a through ball an overhead through ball in from right near the top of the box. But uh, I also, uh, again, wanted to say on Roden uh, near the 32nd minute, he, he had a, a couple clears once by this time, the 32nd minute, I think right after that chance, that barely chance that we had in the 29th with uh ball going over uh, Kane's head from skip they, that's right about the time when palace just started taking over the game. Uh, but 32nd minute um, Roden had a couple, couple clears. And that, that was really when I started to feel confident about him and they had a couple crosses and, then uh, Roding just was there, and it was I, – I really at that point felt really comfortable with him. And, again, shout-out to him. Um, skipped in in the 41st, nice slide uh, went, while they were on the break. Again, uh, nobody creative in Spurs midfield to pick up that ball and make anything happen from that. And as you mentioned there uh, already, Jose, right before halftime, 43rd minutes, Zaha really worked Royale coming off the edge. But another thing worth mentioning in – that sequence is Hoiberg also stuck a leg out in there and just not even close. He got walked. Uh, he was inside the box, so I think he was playing it safe a little bit, which probably smart in a sense, but, you know, at least stay in front of him, keep him in front of you. Don't just let him walk by you because he did. Uh, was it Gallagher who had that that shot then? For Gallagher, the, yeah. he, Hugo Gallagher made a great the save. shot, but, but Hoiberg actually made a deflection prior to the save because he had two chances there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he got, he got walked around in the first chance, but uh, so then he had a little deflection there and then like uh, Reggie ended up being the guy closest to him. And I'm like, why is Reggie in the middle of the box here? Who's supposed, who else is supposed to be there? I'd have to look at that one again. Yeah. Hugo, big save there. Uh, that's Hugo flashes like that. And it makes you wonder with his expiring contract, what's going to happen with him. Cause I, does Galini make that save? Does, does anyone else make that save? Cause that was a, that was a big save. That's a big save. It was, there were rumors in the week that there might be some kind of con- contract extension being offered by the Spurs, a two-year deal. Okay. Yeah, they said if he keeps playing the way he's playing, like what else does this guy have to do? Give him the frigging contract extension already. Exactly. Derek, uh, any thought? Any other first half thoughts there? Because um, that that was pretty much halftime. I think it's pretty revealing that the highlights you you just went over, none of them happened in their end. It was just. I don't even want to say it was Mourinho ball because it was it was just a toothless display in the first half after the first 10 minutes. The one thing I will say that was a positive is early on, Lucas had a really nice run where he sprinted through four different defenders. Obviously, because he's Lucas, nothing nothing happened with it, but it was a nice run. Yeah, that was a great run. He that was, was all probably the, way on the, the best side. attacking moment of the entire first half for us. Well, don't worry. I mentioned that Skip had that really silly header or very silly overhead uh, through ball to uh, to uh, Kane there. Don't worry. We had one other opportunity. But, Jose, anything else in the first half? No, no. It was, like I said earlier, it was just Shut pretty... that thing up. All right, go ahead. <laughs> who, who, me? Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, yeah, like I said earlier, it was pretty, pretty terrible because we had, we're playing Palace, and we mentioned, we, we foreshadowed this during the week. Me and Ben, we were kind of nervous about this game. We didn't like to overlook competition. And Crystal Palace, let's be honest, is not the greatest team out there right now. They have been playing well. They drew against West Ham. And they've they they they've been okay, even though they haven't won yet prior to today. 
But yeah, it, it had let down written all over it and we didn't perform and we didn't have a shot on goal. That That is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Speaking of that, 47th minute, what happens? Lucas Moore, shot on goal, Davey. Our first shot on goal. It's fired up after that. Fired up. Yeah, I thought after that we were going to keep on shooting, but that didn't happen. Yeah, that quickly went downhill because in the 50th minute then, uh, Roden had that huge block. Uh, I think Reggie got a piece of it too. It was that ball that ended up in the box, and uh, I think it was Benteke and Gallagher both swung at it. Uh, that still should have went in, but uh, Roden was right there. Great great block. Uh, crazy for a defender. He kept his arms at his side too. I can't believe that someone on our back line knew how to do that today. Not, not Davies, obviously. Yeah, we're we're gonna get there because now we're at the fifty second minutes. Uh, what did you guys think of that first yellow? What do you guys think? It, it was hands down a yellow, hands down a yellow. But I'm going to get on the referee. The officiating was terrible for us, and I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that we lost the game because of the officiating. We were we were not good. We let Palace control possession, and we let Palace do whatever the hell they wanted today even though our defense I thought was pretty solid prior to this whole occasion of Tanganga getting the the yellow and then another yellow eventually. I blame it on the ref because he had to stop play there. There was a clear injury on the pitch. And of course, Crystal Palace, yeah, you can say they should have done the, the correct thing and kicked the ball out of bounds because they saw that someone was injured. But you don't have to do that. And if you're a team that you think you have a break, you're going to kick the ball forward. I'm sure Tottenham would have done the same thing. So I'm not going to blame Crystal Palace on that. And Tanganga did the correct thing. He made a foul because there was a clear and obvious injury on the pitch and they were at a disadvantage. So he did what he had to do. It was a clear yellow. But the referee was terrible. He should have he should have stopped the play. Tanganga got a yellow because he was the referee was not good at what he does. Felt like when I had deja vu because it looked like it felt like when Mush shoved me out of Flannery's <laughs> just a two-handed toss as hard as he possibly could uh, well I thought he shoved me no no he shoved me into you someone else shoved me that I don't know what the hell I mean I don't know what the hell That's both, of us, tu- both of us turned around and we're like did someone try to push us there because we just stood there <laughs> maybe I'm crazy but it felt in the moment like Zaha swung a punch at Tanganga's face I know for a fact that he put he when he touched his face, which in the past has been an automatic red, and maybe the game is different if that's actually officiated correctly. But like just to piggyback off of what Jose said, we were getting chopped down everywhere. And we were playing a bunch of advantages, and there were certain times where I remember a moment with Kane where he tried to buy a foul. Huberberg tried to buy a foul. And I think he was letting the boys play, as they say, but he definitely lost control at that moment because – I don't know what Tanganga was thinking. I understand. Well, he wanted to stop play, but there are better ways than a two-handed shove. <laughs> and I think from that point forward, he really lost control of the game. Yeah, it was in the moment. If there was a veteran guy, maybe I I was fine with it because really it was what got overshadowed on that whole sequence was what actually happened. Uh, part of me, I can't remember who went into Lucas, but I mean, they got a couple studs on his heel. It did look like it hurt. It did look like eventually right after he was fine, after like the five minute sequence, he finally got up and played on Lucas. But 
it did look like a rough challenge. It didn't look good. Um, I think uh, Kane there too afterwards is kind of calling. Uh, can someone answer that? Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, there was, uh, yeah, I, I, right after actually some pushing, shoving. I mean, it looked like Kane got into Zaha's face and was like, come on, you're looking down that field as the ball's coming towards you. You didn't see what happened. He <laughs> was just like, come on, come on. Uh, but I was, I guess it was a more veteran guy who I could count on. Uh, who made the point that in three and a half games, he now has like four yellows. That was <laughs> George. Go. That was yeah, George. He yeah. Right, come yeah, on he, the pod. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to get on sometime, but he, uh, he was right. Yeah. He, uh, he's got plenty, too many yellow cards at this point. Uh, I was fine with them earlier in the year against uh, the likes of Sterling, keeping them in his pocket and whatnot. But I wasn't really overly mad at him because it, it, it was kind of an, a building up there. But then, of course, now this is just going to bleed right over into his second because that was the next thing that we're going to talk about in the 58th minute. That was Tanganga. I was okay with what he did at first. I was on board with the fans, one of our own. Jaffa Tanganga, one of our own. I was fine with that chant. But then a couple minutes later, what a brutal, what was he doing? Try to react and lunges in right in front of John Moss. It really is a silly challenge. What was he doing? I, a, a young guy, I mean, they, they started pressing and it, it wasn't, ex- I didn't think that they were going to get the momentum maybe that they got after that exchange. I thought maybe Spurs would be a little bit more woken up by, by Tanganga getting out there. It was almost in the sense of someone who's played hockey their whole life. Someone in your team just lays out a big hit, gets into a fight with somebody, something that sparks you, but that didn't happen for us. And it wasn't like they were threatening super well. We just kind of were waiting to get possession of the ball to maybe build something up. And then the best moment that we were about to was when Tanganga had an interception there, and then he immediately passes it away, and then he immediately just goes in. Uh, Derek, okay, give us your wonderful emotion on that one, because I guess uh, I'm sorry, but that was stupid. That was stupid. I don't know how else to explain it. It felt like another center back that played right back for us, a converted right back, at least in an attempt named Juan Foyth, mm-hmm. where he just wasn't thinking and just – it wasn't even a hard tackle, and – I understand. I think it was Ayu jumped over his leg, which again, it's a foul. It's a stupid, it's just so dumb. I just can't explain it any other way. You just got a yellow card. I know you're fired up, but why are you going to ground? Yeah. Again, I think that's like you said, it's it's him being still young and inexperienced. You didn't think, I've seen it in the past a thousand times when someone's on a yellow and they think about going in for a tackle and then stop because they know I'm getting sent off if I miss this tackle. That's how the past week has been for Tottenham. Everything's going badly. We had an injury in the first, what, 15 minutes. And that red card was just the cherry on top. Yeah, I just, like you guys said earlier, I got got completely fired up watching what he did when he made that initial push on Saha. And I thought that would spark a club. And at that moment when he did his because it it was just stupid the second one i thought like right prior to that when that whole scuffle happened i was going to give him a lot of praise because it looked like he held his composure even when saha kind of struck him in the face and it looked like he was trying to control saha and like hold him down and like hug him and like say yo yo, relax i thought he was holding his own composure and i was going to give him a lot of credit for that for tanganga trying to like calm down in, in the heat of the moment 
Yeah. But obviously, he wasn't still calmed down like I wasn't at that moment when he committed that second um, yellow. I was still fired up. And I think it was obvious that he just he was still fired up, lost possession, gave it away very easily and tried to get it back and went to went to ground too too early. And it was a stupid, stupid yellow, a stupid yellow. Great comparison um, by Derek to Juan Foyt. Just what are you doing? Where's your mind at? You got to keep your composure there. I know you lost possession and you're still fired up, but you got to keep your composure there. Don't go to ground and get a stupid foul. So, yeah, I mean, he, it was, I was complaining about the referees and it, it, it was terrible. We had, I swear, nothing like, Derek, I think Derek, I don't know if you said it, Nick, we had no fouls called against us for us in our own half. None. The only fouls that were called for us were when we were playing in the defense. That was it. That was it. And they were ticky tack ones. And I'm like, why are we getting these ones back here so easy and not the ones up forward? When I think um, we were talking about the Lucas one earlier, but there was another one that happened late in the game where they, his, his shoe came off. They obviously stepped on his foot. That's when he threw the ball into the ground really hard and got the yellow. We had to have, I know we didn't do ourselves any favors because we didn't play with, with a lot of possession in our own half, but when we did, there were some fouls out there and we got no calls whatsoever. Do you want to answer that? It's my emails. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I, I can't turn it off. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it, I, I agree. And I, the one thing that we didn't really even I, I, at least I don't think any of us touched on in our descriptions of how disappointed we were and Jeff it, in, in that play was uh, not only did he just get a yellow. The ref was about from me to my computer screen away on that play where it was True. like, bro, like, what are you doing? I don't even I can't, I can't even think of like a sound effect to put in for that one. Like, this <laughs> Derek's is so hurt by that. But I was, too. I was, too. And on that moment, then we I kind of understood this this substitute at the time, Davies uh, for. uh Davis for uh, Winks. Winks was being a little bit more progressive, but I think it goes without uh, saying that Skip at that point in Hoiberg, if we're going to try to hold on for something nil-nil, that's the move that you're going to make as opposed to, to Harry Winks. Uh, did, did you guys have any problem with Winks being the one that came off? I, I know usually if Ben was here, he'd never have a problem with such a circumstance under any circum, any situation. But I, I thought that made sense of, of all the players you're going to take out, it, it, it make it Winks. Yeah, I mean, the way the game was going, that's the only substitution choice he had. We didn't have anyone else. And Davis can't play center back ever again, as far as I'm concerned, especially in a back four. But I would have taken Winks off because the other two are better defensive midfielders. And at that point, the only hope is 0-0. Zero, zero. We, we couldn't put shots on net with 11 men. It definitely wasn't going to happen with 10. What do you what do you think, Jose? We find with Davis come Davis coming for uh, Winks. I I, I, I too. Never, I don't see what else they would have done there either. I'm never fine with Davies going in. I've he's someone I've been and I I didn't say it earlier during none of the recordings because he's someone that went under the radar for whatever reason this whole off season and this like these first three games, and that's the way he should be. We shouldn't be talking about this guy at all. He's a part of the people that I, I believe are dead weight and that we should move on from. And if we were able to move and cut ties with Serge just the, the, the way we did, 
I think we should do the same for Davies. I, he's not a bad dude. He doesn't look like a bad dude or anything. There's not, I have nothing against this dude. It's just, I don't think he's good. And I, but I understand the move. I understand that he, it was probably the only move that Nuno could have made to try to shore up the defense and try to salvage a point. It's the only move. So Jose, you're saying that you wish we would have moved on from, from Dave Davis this summer. Yes, absolutely. Derek, what do you think on that? He's, he's like, the Mendoza line, or he's just the most boring, mediocre player that I can think of. Imagine if we did get rid of him, though. Who was going to play center back today? I know it's a worst-case scenario with our center backs and everything that, that happened in the past week, but I can't even think. They probably would have had to put PEH at center back if we didn't have Davis because there's nobody. It's, it was just a horror show at center back. Yeah, I'm uh, not – I'm not really on the train of get rid of Davis because I, I put him maybe in the same, he's typically more consistent of a player than winks is winks can give you maybe something nice. Like he gave us a couple, a couple plays today that weren't too bad. Sometimes he's brutal. Davis usually he's fine. Usually he's fine, but him coming off the bench to play, I know he can play center back, but, him coming off the bench to play center back was clearly a nightmare, I thought. I, I think he gives us a, a stable option. I think he's I, – I don't think I've ever seen him play at fullback and not give, like, a six rating. Like, he's, like, just pretty solid, six, seven, something like like Nothing ever spectacular. He's not going to make the brutal mistakes like he made today, which we're going to get to in a second. But I'm fine. I, I'm not on board with – he's a guy you got to get rid of, but – He's a guy that's got to give a lot more than he gave today because it was uh, it was not a great one for him. We're all just going the sequence of events of what happened in the game. It, it might make, unfortunately, might be us about me, yeah, me bouncing around a little bit too much. But uh, 65th minute there, right after that was a 58th minute, 59th minute where uh, Tanganga got sent off. Davis came on for Winks. Uh, of course, we're going to be back on our heels the rest of the game. The 65th minute was when Delhi had an excellent block. What's his name? Wayu. Uh, he just wide open, wide open after a cross from Zaha. Delhi was again all over the pitch today. But uh, what did you? Uh, so here's I didn't want to uh, get all over the place going between um, Davis and then Delhi, but I really liked Delhi today even though I know he wasn't probably suited for the left wing, I guess was watching him up the field. And <laughs> I, I don't want to get on Kane, but it was a little frustrating today watching where Kane was in between Delhi and Lucas on certain points. And Delhi and Lucas were running around trying to make things happen, trying to get the ball. And until we went down 10 men, like Kane I felt like wasn't going for loose balls at all. Like, I, I, I don't know. I liked, I liked Delhi today, though. I don't know. Any, anyone have any debating thoughts on Kane there and and uh Delhi uh Derek of course this started with Delhi's block in the uh in the 65th nice. so it's it's actually not Wayu it's Ayu Ayu um, <laughs> um <laughs> you no but you can't I, pronounce I think... you can't pronounce guys on our own team's names come that's on true. don't get on me that's true that is a fair point <laughs> but I can't pronounce as far as Delhi goes like I said earlier I think playing Delhi on the left wing 
while he basically did all the same things he was doing when he played in center midfield, except he was playing left wing, which means he wasn't contributing as much to the attack and he wasn't torturing the right back on, on their end. So we played more of a four, four, one, one where Lucas and Kane were really the only attacking players that stayed up field. And even Lucas does track back every so often because he's a lunatic. But I think, I think most of this is on Nuno, honestly. Because formation didn't make any sense. As we said earlier, we could have played Rodon. Delhi was fine. He did what he did, except he was playing the wrong position on the field to do those things. Of course, this block that I'm talking about, if you guys remember, is wide open. Look, yeah. Should have opened the, the scoring on that. But it's actually the only note I have of the second half is yeah, that block from Delhi. It was, yeah, it was beautiful, great. great block. But Delhi at that point, too, worth noting. Again, he was it. When we were throwing balls up, I mean, he was all over the place. He was tracking back still throughout the game. But once we went down a man, he definitely was brought more centrally. He wasn't up up as far. But then in the uh, 72nd minutes, uh, we'll just finish going through the game here and then leave us a couple minutes to... Let me. I'm going to say something on Delhi real quick. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to give him a lot of credit, though, because he's, he's changed his game somewhat. And... I know it's not something that we love seeing because he's not playing good forward. And we used to seeing Delhi playing good up, uh, up top forward and cleaning up like messes, putting, putting shots away that somebody else missed or doing a nice flick pass, but his defense overall and his running overall, I, I can't complain about what Delhi's doing right now. Yes. We want to see the Delhi when he was 19 years old and he was scoring these crazy goals, but He's changed his game. He's adapted his game, and I think he's he's playing very well. I'm I'm very pleased with Delhi. On Kane, I think I said in the group chat, our our other guy that's usually recording with us, Ben, is playing golf today, and that's what Kane did. He was playing golf. He wasn't playing soccer. I don't I don't know where he was, and I it was pretty much he was playing in the week with Sterling and and Grealish. Today he was playing with Delhi, who was playing more defense, and Lucas, who was Lucas. It's kind of tough. I can't blame it all on Kane. Like Derek said, a little bit of the blame has to go to Nuno because he had to pair Kane, um, Kane with someone more offensive, someone that was going to get him the ball. Yeah, uh, I, I know that England has the same uh, problem with him um, in terms of, I guess, a lot you see when, when during the Euros, if they ever struggled. I hope that audio is not coming up. Sorry, this something just, I just had a pop up on my computer and it just came up uh, from somewhere. Don't worry. I keep on getting those two. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, Kane, the, the complaint on him from, you know, England at times is that he can't be left isolated, which is, I guess, true. But I mean, geez, killer, killer. Um, but uh, before we now get to the complete, you know, downhill tumble beat to death of Tottenham Hotspur today. The fuck is what I basically said when Reggie cleared that ball off the goal line. I was like, how the hell did he do that? Yeah, that was incredible. That was, like, was that I was, was. I was watching and I saw it happen live and I just was like, did I just see that live? It was like the play of the game for me. I mean, if we're, if we're picking up, if we're going to pick in a pit in a peak of the game, I mean, I was like, what the hell? How the hell did he 
he was on the goal line and got it over the crossbar. I mean, Hugo was in a little bit of maybe poor positioning there and the play kind of just lofted over him the ball somehow. That was a terrible punch by Hugo. He wasn't even close. Yeah, I, I that was that, Hugo was out, out of control on that one, but hell yeah, Reggie. Let's go. That was great. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm with I, you. I, Best play of the game. I said <laughs> it. I said it earlier. I, I know I jumped ahead, uh, way ahead. And I said it earlier that you made a great call saying that Reggie was going to be one of our better defenders, but he is, he's awesome, man. That was a great, great play. Great play. Yeah. Uh, amazing play by Reggie saves the game. It felt like at that time in the 72nd minute, but then it turns out three minutes later that Ben Davis is going to, I don't know, put his hands up. Like I just did as the cross comes in because as soon as he, put his hands up to like i don't know if, actually i don't know if it was him or kane but somebody did the var like go check that like why are they gonna why why, to, why to are you even do you want the entire stadium to make sure they hate you <laughs> I, 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 I would really love to know if, if they were mic'd up so that we can listen to what he was actually trying to say to this ref in defense of him handballing the fucking the the, the soccer ball man what are you talking about dude you clearly put your hand out there there's no question about it you raised it up. I don't know what he was trying to say. I would love to know, though. Yeah, that was clearly brutal. And that was, I mean, again, what, what I, don't, I don't even know what else to say. That was a brutal, brutal hand, a clear, clear as day. Uh, Zaha tucks it away, which I know he's always quiet against Spurs. But when that graphic came up that in 12 games, he's literally never been on the score sheet against us. I was like, that sucks for him. But he did today. He got in the score sheet. Uh, PK goal, uh, 75th minute, 83rd minute, uh, again, uh, another goal for palace, um, ball just, uh, came down, uh, near the, uh, touchdown to Hugo's right, kind of up midfield, uh, Roden won the header, puts it up. And I think this was maybe the one time in the game where our midfield, at least in a defensive sense, it kind of just, he headed it and it went into kind of like a, a, a just a grouping of players and I know skip was involved and I don't want to say it was Hoiberg, but I mean, they just didn't react to the ball and then they came down. Yeah. And then it Roden again was kind of tracking him and then let, let's uh, let the goal score off. What was his name? It was it Eduardo. Edward. Edward. Um, yeah. He comes on. And as I said, in the group text, I was thinking there from the second that he came on, he came from Celtic to i don't know what he played like 180 games scored like 90 goals for them and decides i'm gonna leave scotland to come be benteke's backup but spurs can't find anyone on earth to play behind harry kane i'm sitting there like how can this guy score all these goals for another team and not want an opportunity to start he, he like this guy wouldn't he looked pretty damn good to be scoring against us today like you know like we can't get anyone like that um so that's what i was thinking for uh, about 26 seconds and then 27 seconds later i was just saying kind of you know for fuck's sake uh davis for me i thought that Roden was tracking him back until he kind of made a who is emailing you i don't know <laughs> god damn it get joe mario stop Todd's on the top emailing you what the um, I forgot how to turn that off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that Rodan was tracking him well back there, and then he made a, 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 a whatever the hello 
uh, Ed Man, he cut back over to where Davis was, and he had no idea that he was there. Wide open, just puts it away. And that was the game, basically, even though they scored one more goal later. Here is Zaha, an immediate. Edward is inside the penalty area. First couple of touches for him. Oh, my goodness me! What a blistering start to your Premier League life! Odson, Edward has only just come on the pitch. And within seconds, strikes again for Crystal Palace. That's all I kind of have to say about that. Go on the 83rd. Derek, go ahead. You get the first response because your emails are not going off, Derek. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, yeah, I one. just found out about 20 minutes ago that Eduard scored again because after that goal was scored to make it 2 nothing, I shut the game off and I went and did shorts because I had had enough. We had an injury in the first 15 minutes. We had a double yellow and a ridiculously dumb penalty. And that was enough for me because... He didn't even strike it well. I feel like that ball bounced at least twice on its way in. It just found the spot that Hugo couldn't get to. And Davis, again, shouldn't be playing center back. I don't think he should be playing anywhere for the next month just so he can think about his performance today because it was absolutely terrible in every single way. Go in the corner and cry. And what didn't help Davis, um, I guess for lack of a better term, was the fact that Roden was put in the exact same position to come on and play cold and he performed well yeah <laughs> davis performed like shit yeah man we we uh, jose now that you've had time to answer your emails if you would like to comment on the second goal yeah it, it, the second goal was was davies man davies I, did that ball go right through his legs right it went right through his legs like i know he's out of position and uh, well i'll give him a little bit of, of the benefit of the doubt but still man you were brought onto the pitch to try to shore up our defense now that we're down a man and you absolutely failed at that. Absolutely. He, he's someone that we have to get rid of, man. I, I don't want this guy near, not just for a month. Like Derek said, I don't want him near the club anymore, man. I'm, I'm tired of Davies. <laughs> I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them. If we need depth at fullback, which is, is something that he provides. I'm fine with him for that job. I did not like him coming off and playing, to Nuno's defense, I mean, who the hell are you going to put out there at that point? I don't know. Scarlett? He's the only youth player I can remember on the bench uh, of, of the three of them. But Ben Davis did himself zero, zero favors in, in that one. And again, they scored at some point after the 85th minutes, uh, again, to make it three. Do what, um, do what Bobby Valentine did with the Mets, put on some kind of disguise and bring Tanganga back on. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, then they scored again and it, it looked like maybe a case of, you know, Roden wasn't perfect on that play. Uh, as I said at the top, uh, ball was out to the to Hugo's left, kind of in a hodgepodge. A couple of players were there and Roden went over there on, on a little bit of the break. And I think he thought that Emerson was going to pick up the goal score eventually, but he was up wide open and the game was over at that point. So, I mean, Curry on top, Spurs, uh, Back down to zero on their goal differential after three one nil wins. Beautiful. Spain without the S. Spain without the S today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so post-game, I'm just going to jump into that now and ignore any other thoughts you guys had. Uh, Nuno called it a very difficult afternoon. Thank you for elaborating on that, Nuno. Captain um, Obvious. 
how's Derek, Eric Dyer? Uh, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Was the red card fair? I didn't see the image, but the referee did his job, and I'm not here to comment on that. A uh, little bit of Jose Mourinho in that, as, at least if I'm reading it. I have to tell the tone of how he said that, but a little bit, a little bit of Jose in there. Uh, was the creativity and attacking threat a concern for you? It is a big concern. We had enough quality and talent to play better. We didn't do it. Credit to Palace. They were aggressive and didn't allow too much time on the ball. Yes. They didn't have else. enough quality and talent, but they weren't on the pitch. No, no. Yes, uh, that's true. And speaking of that, uh, do you have an update on Sun? I don't know. He doesn't look well. Stevie, let's wait and see this week. But hopefully they'll improve and be available for the next game. Let's see. Uh either giving him nothing or just uh yeah he really doesn't know genuinely um that's tough that's that's a tough uh <laughs> tough way to probably lose first place in the uh league but uh i guess i can take up at least one positive out of that game uh can you guys find any before i give my positive derek i don't know if it's a positive uh george we're shouting him out again but he made a great point I know we were missing several players, but Sun not being on the pitch was glaringly obvious how important he is to us. Absolutely. And he said he might be more important than Kane, which seeing how today went, I don't think he's wrong. Yeah, he might sir. be equally as important, but we look, we don't have anybody that can fill Sun's shoes. I guess theoretically Sun would be the one filling Kane's shoes if and when we sell him, but Sun missing was easily the biggest thing that we needed on on the field today and as shout out to george shout out to george i think what he said about sun was absolutely spot on but he also said that he should have been somebody that should have been coming on in that second half early to kind of play that sunny role and i think that that should have happened he would have probably done a good job instead of um i mean move delhi over or sub Delhi out, but Delhi wasn't playing the ball like in a good position forward. So I think he would have been great there. So I think uh, I guess the general general thought on Sun, of course, he's a, a hugely missed piece. But I think what amplifies him not being there either is Stevie not being there either. We don't. I mean, <laughs> we if we had Stevie there, then does Delhi play a different role? They, they, that oh, I absolutely forgot it, that we didn't have Stevie today. Yeah, it's it's it magnified, magnified by the fact of uh, Stevie not being there as well. But tough. Uh, I, one positive that I'll bring out is before I mean, just before the game almost even started. I mean, definitely before the game started, we're down one of our top center backs in Sanchez. Ten minutes in the game, we're down another one of our top ones in Dyer. By the end of the game, we're down to our fourth and fifth options at center back so if i'm going to take a positive of sorts it's the world's maybe not ending that we just lost to palace yes you want to win these games yes these losses happen though these losses happen no one goes undefeated in the league wins every game you would love to see him pull a point out of this one but when you're down to that many defenders i mean you look at liverpool last year how much they fell off uh with with their backline problems and i don't mean to compare uh you know eric dyer to you know Virgil van Dyke, but, um, you know, you get the gist of where I'm going with that one. Uh, so I'll take a positive of that one. That's, um, that's my same positive. I, I say the defense played pretty, pretty well prior to the whole Tanganga yellow card issues. He played I'm, well. Roden played well. 
and on, on top of them just in general playing well uh so we're, we're we should probably wrap up in a couple uh palace kind of what you said too is they they had a, a ton of set pieces too and we handled all of them uh they backlined uh midfielders played really well in their own box maybe that was the biggest impact kane had on the game was defending uh palace set pieces uh unfortunately but yeah um emerson one more positive oh, go ahead tanganga made the squad i mean i'm a tang- tangy tangy made the squad it's like, whoa, that's not yeah. a positive. Tank no, no. terrible. I was no, going to say, no, well, he's not going to make Tangy, Tangy. Tangy, Tangy, he's not going well, to uh, make the next squad, uh, fortunately. Tangy, but, no, Tangy. Let's hope he, he gets some burn, man. I think he's somebody that we can use a lot. And he has to play against Chelsea, right? We're going to see. No one. We're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, Emerson's debut, I'll give him like a six or so. He had some moments and giveaways. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. What do you he think, doesn't look that athletic. That's my one negative, my one glaring negative. He doesn't look like an athletic attacking right back to me. He seems like he's fine. I'm going to give him a little bit of a break today, being that he it's his first game and he's playing. He, like I said earlier, he's, he's not playing a slouch over there. Zaha's their best player. And I'm going to give him a little bit of a break. He's getting his first game into the Premier League and it's a, you know, as we all know, it's the best league in the world. And he, I mean, he, he didn't look great today. I'm not defending him at all, but I'm going to give yeah. him a little bit of a break. Yeah, I'll give him a break, too, because it was his first game. Uh, he's playing next to a guy who he's probably competing for time with in Tanganga. If we have a full squad uh, in the middle. But fine, we did. We already I, I wrote down Delhi. him playing further up uh, just from the start. He's playing further up, the, further up the pitch in general, which. Uh, mixed results, but again, Delhi was all over the field. Uh, I think we already touched on him enough, but yeah, that uh, Nuno's yeah, comments on lack of creativity was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, you had Tongay on the bench with the 58th minute happens and you're not putting not putting no, no Nobelli on the, on the field at all, but there still could have been a case, I thought, late maybe if the game still tied we, we were getting to the final 15 minutes there Ben Davis doesn't take that card. Do you put Brian Hill on? I, I mean, to try something, to try something. I mean, at that point, you're you were basically collapsing everyone on our own box and like leaving Kane and Lucas up there to maybe something will happen. But I, I, I don't know, Derek. Would you have some invented anything with Brian Hill? I mean, he has for me shown a little bit of creativity. Brian Hill, Tangy, anybody. We went down. We we had our first sub in the first fifteen minutes. He subbed on after the red card, Davis. How do you not make a third sub? Why? Bring on anyone, anyone with fresh legs. These poor guys are running around for 25 minutes down a man. It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like Mourinho did this a couple of times. This is in what international managers do, people that spend a week with their players. Why are we not getting a third substitution in a game where we're holding on for dear life? So it made no sense. He, he absolutely should have subbed in, like you said, anyone, anyone with fresh legs that can play offense. Hill and Dombele or even Scarlett, somebody who can get us. We, we are down a goal now. So the objective of the game is to at least get a draw, get one back, put an offensive player. There's no more for playing, no more time for playing to sit back in defense. Now we have to score a goal. So he should have made that sub. Yeah, they should have, but 
I guess that's all all for us. I have nothing else to add. Spurs out. They were really out today. This last week has been so Spursy, man. Let's go Buffalo, hopefully, tomorrow. Please make my weekend good.